Hey, thanks so much for pulling up a chair and joining us for Dinner Table Talks. We have a lot to talk about. You can always learn more and help us spread the word all across social media. Check out at our Dinner Table Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And for you Twitter users, at dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com or shoot us an email at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello and welcome to our dinner table. Pull up a chair. There's a lot to talk about. Hi, Aislinn. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. Day two of ACL. And then if this is your first episode, I'm going to suggest that you go back to the last episode, Aislinn, because in the last episode, episode seven, we discussed our first day at ACL, Austin City Limits Music Festival. The first day. But first, we have to talk about the things that we didn't or couldn't remember or recall or just didn't have the answers for. Unanswered questions. Oh, I love that intro. <laughs> I'm getting used to trying to figure out how that fits into the whole thing, in all honesty. Like, where does that go? Like, how does it work? There are no, I no mean, rules. We always are going to have... Unanswered questions. Okay, so you've got some things. I, I did come up with one thing. Yeah, well, last week you'll remember that we told the story of how your daughter learned that Lil Uzi Vert was not going to be on stage, and we went to go see his replacement, but we didn't know his name. His name right. is Jai Wolf. And if you go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash our dinner table talks or at our dinner table talks, and you should go to our Facebook page. We're having a lot of fun there. Some other fan, not you or I, recorded him on YouTube, and I put a link to the entire set up on the uh, Facebook page. So last week we were talking about the Ethiopian food. Right. Which, speaking of, Facebook is actually getting a lot of play. People like the Ethiopian food story. They like the video of you, but they also like... The idea of talking about Ethiopian food. A lot of people were like, gosh, we like, we've eaten Ethiopian food. It's really good. I've also heard people say, is that in your, is that here in our town? Yeah, a lot of folks were like, wait, whoa, 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 an Ethiopian food open up in Corpus Christi? He's like, no, 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 we were in Austin for this. Because we were out at an Indian food restaurant this last week um, talking about Indian food, we started talking about the podcast, what we were talking about with Ethiopian food. Someone at the table said, have you eaten at Moroccan Bites? And I immediately went, that's what it was. So last week, we kept trying to say we had eaten at a place when we, we were in San Francisco. Hands. You had to eat with your yeah, hands. Yeah, eat with your hands. They came around, they washed your hands. And we were in San Francisco Could on High Street. The you, yeah, you're right. It was Moroccan food. Moroccan food. And I, I really, really like that style of food. And so then I thought to myself, how close are Morocco and Ethiopia? And I looked at the map. And they're an entire, it's like from California to New York away from each other. And then somebody made the comment about the eating with your left hand, eating with your right hand, right. which I think that's funny. And I've heard and told that story too, but I don't really know enough about that story to even, maybe maybe we'll answer that someday. Well, the idea is that one of your hands is your bathroom hand and one of your hands is your clean hand for eating and shaking hands. Well, see, in college, I studied um, intercultural relationships, intercultural communication. I actually had two different classes that were inter about intercultural. Mm -hmm. Those are some very important things to talk about. So maybe we'll come back to that. 
And then I've got two more unanswered questions from last week. These are easy. You, we couldn't, we did not know what injera, the utility bread, I've learned that it's called. It's not made out of? what it's made out of. They call it utility bread because it's like your fork, it, basically? It, correct. It's not just a bread. It's not just food. You use it's it as... It's a carrier. It, correct. It's your fork. It's your spoon. Kind of like naan, if, if you, you eat Indian food. And if you look at this video of me using it for the first time, you'll see how it's done. Injera is made with teff. T-E-F-F, a tiny round grain that flourishes in the highlands of Ethiopia. While teff is very nutritious, it contains practically no gluten. This makes teff ill-suited for making raised bread. A short period of fermentation gives it an airy, bubbly texture and also a slightly sour taste. Huh. Interesting. And then lastly, what was the brand of cider that you were drinking at ACL? Because you're doing a grain-free thing right now. Uh -huh. So while I was enjoying beer after beer after beer... I was drinking... Crispin... Cider Company's Brown Lane Cider. Brown Lane. I do remember that. The and Brown I'm, Lane. It was a bl it's a black can, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if you listened to last week's episode, you heard all about day one. You heard all about the bands that we listened to. And now we, let's dive right in. We were exhausted the next morning, of course, because of our late night trip to Magnolia Cafe. No one was in a hurry to wake up. Nobody was in a hurry to wake There's, up. There was no, I guess, bands pressing, hey, we got to get there by 2 p.m. Well, we did what we do, where it is I start looking. Start digging around, trying to find something, looking for brunch breakfasty type of thing. Turns out Austin on Saturday brunch time is very popular. Oh, that br brunch is the thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, ACL weekend, Austin has got a lot more people in it. So the, the, let's old, do an old, standby. the old standby. Yeah, exactly. Kirby Lane. Well, let's just look at what's the closest Kirby Lane. The closest Kir Kirby Lane was actually the original Kirby Lane. And, and I think it's our, both of our girls' first time to Kirby Lane. That's quite possible. Kirby Lane, and you have one of no, these. No, that can't be. No, no, no. You don't think so? No. Kirby Lane, and you have one of these in your town. It's the homegrown chain. They yeah. haven't left the town that they started in, but there are two, three, maybe four locations yeah. around town. Yeah. And Kirby Lane in Austin is just so well-known, uh -huh. very, very popular. And in addition to great food, and I would call their food great food, they are, you know, they've got local beers and they, 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 they want you to have an Austin experience. Yeah. One of the things that they're most well known for is the Kirby queso, Kirby Lane queso. And if you're not from Texas, South Texas especially, but Texas, then you don't understand what I say when I say queso is life. We, we eat queso. We, and I'm talking about chili con queso, cheese with uh, tomatoes and gloppy goodness with your tortilla chips. I'd like to entertain a short conversation about queso. Queso's life, man. I make queso at home. Now, queso, if you're not discriminating, is one of the easiest things to make. It is two ingredients. Now, I don't know if you, where you live, if you're north of us, have Rotel tomatoes. Rotel is... You get them in a can yeah. at the grocery store. It is, they have it chilies, is diced tomatoes, tomatoes with, with chilies. chilies in there. Yep. When you buy the generic brand of the same thing, it does not taste the same as a can of Rotel. That is ingredient one, Rotel tomatoes. Yes. Ingredient number two is Velveeta. Oh. Uh, hold on. For queso, no. If you're doing your... easy queso, put those two things in a double boiler and you've got queso. You, you have a bunch of, of, of people call... that really that do queso screaming at you right now. Kirby Lane does not use Velveeta. No, and neither do any of the like Tex-Mex restaurants that, that started the queso craze. And neither do we at our house. Except for sometimes I, I definitely when we grew need, up on Velveeta when cheese we with need queso quick. <laughs> Listen to you our life. <laughs> we need queso quick. Set queso. Two ingredients, double boiler. <laughs> Let's go. Well, the three ingredients need chips. 
Right, you gotta have chips or your queso. Right. So, <laughs> now, I have got a recipe, and we have not discussed this recipe, or it has not come into table, uh, dinner table talks not, yet. Not yet, no. I don't even want to tell you what it is, but it requires you to make a cheese sauce. And that is where I learned how to make a cheese sauce well, at, at home. Yeah, and we, and we have, make cheese sauce more regularly now because and we I don't have, use Velveeta cheese. And I was going to say, I took that recipe and have turned it into homemade queso at our house. Didn't we look, we looked up a Kirby Lane queso yes. fake. You can make it. You can Google that and I'll throw yeah, that up on yeah, our, yeah, on yeah, our yeah. Facebook That's page. That's what we should do. Kirby Lane queso, uh, what do you call that when you do it at home, uh, when you try to make a Twinkie at home, you try to make a... Uh, Who's making Twinkies at home? And all the Olive Garden salad dressing at home, the only thing fake, at Olive I Garden guess? that you want uh, to, to ever, ever eat. It, I have no idea. It's a copycat. Copycat. So how to, a copycat yeah. Kirby Lane queso. So it's safe to say we ordered the Kirby Lane queso? So the first thing we, I mean, as we sit down to look at the menus... If queso's on the menu, that's the first thing you, I mean, like... Well, here's the thing. You know, I want queso... If I'm there by myself, it becomes a whole different conversation. But the girls were there, and they were like, yeah, queso. Then, because we're in Austin, and because we're at Kirby Lane, but I think mostly because we're in Austin, I said, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I can't eat grain. Right. Uh, right. I can't eat tortilla chips. So bring me a spoon. Is there something that you could give me that I could dip? Like, do you have some celery? Do you have something, something I can dip? Something crunchy. Yeah, in the queso. And the girl was like... Super accommodate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me go check it out. You know, whatever. Da, da, da. You know, what else can we get you? Comes back, brings me a bowl, a, a nice size little bowl of cut up cucumbers, mm -hmm. my favorite, and some celery sticks. And it was perfect. I, I ate a ton of Kirby. You got queso. the taste of queso, but without the satisfaction of the crunchy chip. Or did you? Make no, it was crunchy enough. No, I, I was not unhappy at all. Did like, the job. Queso was all that mattered. The chips weren't as important as the queso was. It was like, listen, girls. You know how ACL works. You went there yesterday. Since we're going to be blowing and going a little harder today, yeah. we may not have time to eat. I need you to pack in some calories. Eat, 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 eat. What did you order from Kirby Lane? They have a very nice menu. And of course, we'll typically, I think we made a joke that we ate breakfast every single meal while we ate in Austin. Yeah, pretty much. We, we ate a lot of breakfast because it's easy to eat in the middle of the night or mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. Or um, I, I, I can't remember 100%. It was breakfasty something. Eggs and bacon and queso. I think I had eggs. I think I had queso. More queso. And, yeah. yeah. You have a problem. I love queso. And then I think I think they substituted like there was some kind of a bread English muffin type of thing underneath it. Right. And they put um, potatoes. She They're, heard you say no grain. Well, no grain and 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 again in Austin, you know, I mean, the thing about it is, is in, and this is part of the thing we've talked about about why we're eating more chain restaurants than we've eaten in the past. And that's because they're more accommodating to special diets. In our smaller town, that's certainly true. Right. So in Austin, every person, Their way of life every is single like, person they're talking to has a certain special diet that they need. We want to accommodate our guests, so we go out of our way to do more than most. So if I did that same kind of thing in, here in Corpus, I mean, it, doesn't, it just doesn't work the same. Somebody suggested that I bring my bag of chips in with me when I go to places. I was sick and tired of breakfast. Yes. I asked the waitress to help me decide between two things, the Reuben sandwich or the pulled pork sandwich. She said, go with the pulled pork sandwich. So I did. And it was a delicious. And mm. I ate the whole thing. That was that sandwich was so big that my way of doing things would be to cut it in half and either, if we're in Corpus Christi, take it home, maybe try to eat it, certainly give it to the chickens if I don't. But I just force fed myself that entire sandwich again i didn't know if i was going to get another meal until our late night meal later that night well lily complained for like 
I don't know, a while about how her skirt didn't fit anymore. And after she finished eating, she was like, "I'm I'm so uncomfortable. I can't eat. I can't eat." Because they got pancakes the whole the whole nine yards. I think I stole a bite of those famous Kirby Lane pancakes. The Kirby Lane meal was very very delicious. Now this episode and the last episode, we have already told you we're taking a break from uh, from our normal format because we're just going to tell you everything that we did in Austin, and then maybe at the end of the episode we can talk about what our favorites were. We've done Austin. I think speaking of. Maybe not unanswered questions, but a backtrack. I think I said 2013, but you actually said we was had gone. Was the first year that we went? Yes. But you, you looked back at some old pictures, mm-hmm. and the first year we went was actually 2012. 2012. That must have been the birth of Aislinn and Joe right there. Mm-hmm. Let's go to ACL together. Let's go have an adventure. Yeah, that's cool. My point about that is we know what to do. Now, we know not, how we like to do exactly, it. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was going to say. It might not be the way you know how to do it, mm-hmm. or you want to do it, or somebody else would do it, but it's the way we do it. And I feel like... As we're getting older, or maybe it's because we've got the girls there for the first time, it's evolving a little bit more. And I think that next year's ACL will be different than every single one that we've done as far as how we do it. But I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, so my point was, is that we park in the same parking garage yeah. every single time. <laughs> yes, we do. And we pay, we park, you know, whatever. So, do you know why we park in that parking garage? Because you it's know how $10. to get in and you know how to get in and out. And we know we're going to get a space. So then we go and we're in that same situation again where we have to get tickets. So me and the girls start going ahead and walking on over and we stop in at a really great place. I'm pretty excited. I mean, I was pretty happy that we stopped there. I think it was called Juliet's. Yes. That might be a, uh-huh. it's a Juliet's, an Italian food restaurant. Never eaten there. Next time we go to Austin, maybe we should go eat at Juliet's. Maybe when it's just the two of us, I think it's more of a swanky Italian kind of place. Sure. I got a froze and they were super nice and we sat at the table and then we ran into some other people that we knew. You're but, sitting there fretting. Yes. And all I had to do was call my bro Dwayne. Yeah, right. Dwayne didn't have the tickets. Well, I figured it out. Exactly. So when we went in on Friday, it was super easy. I mean, they weren't even checking back. That wasn't that much of a line. No, we just walked right. I mean, we literally walked right in the door. Mm-hmm. But this time, Oof. as we start getting there, the crowds just start getting more crowded, more crowded, more crowded. And now we're standing and waiting for, I don't know, 30 minutes. To go through the check-in place. Yeah, where they check you to make sure you don't have anything, any contraband in your bag. And oh, then, and they were checking like crazy. In a way that they weren't the night before. No, and not at all the night before, but this mm-hmm. time. And actually, they were checking more tediously than than we ever. had ever. Yeah. Right. So we're standing there in line, and all of a sudden, Lily whispers behind me, pss, 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 kombucha girl. Mm-hmm. Huh? What? Savannah. Oh, kombucha girl. Huh? What? Who? Where? Oh, what? Is that her? I'm pretty sure that's her. Yeah, that's her. That's her. And then all of a sudden, there's another group of girls. Oh my God! Is that kombucha girl? Kombucha girl? Yeah, kombucha girl. And then everybody around. Did you see her? Are they serious? Is that kombucha girl? And we're standing there going, "Who the fuck is kombucha girl?" I think I might have just dropped the first F word of the history of the show. No, but seriously, I think we literally said, "Who the fuck is kombucha girl?" I didn't. No, I, don't, I don't use that kind of salty <laughs> yeah, language. Yeah, right. So tell us, what did you? I mean, because you turn around, you asked Savannah, you asked the girl standing it in front was, of us. Okay, I'm 47 years old, uh-huh. and I'm not going to pretend that I know all the ins and outs of the latest social media things. I have tried Snapchat, and I will never try it again. It doesn't do anything for me. Do you know what this was on though? TikTok. TikTok. TikTok's fun. That's why I like having you around at your young 26-year-old, the oh, way yes, that you uh, are. 26. I know that you'll keep me up to date with all the latest things that I need to know. But on TikTok, there is a pheno- one of many, many phenomenons, and it is Kombucha Girl. 
I have watched the video. It's a girl that makes a funny face when she opens and tries her first bottle of kombucha. Now, you and I are kombucha users, and I understand that funny first face. I, I really do. You, it, sound, it smells like and, and tastes like you might be trying juice from a stinky foot. And they were literally calling this kombucha girl famous. Oh, and she was famous from the notion. People were I taking been, pictures. Can I, you take a picture? Can I, can I video with you? She took between, in that 30-minute wait, 45 maybe, minute wait between when we hit the mass and got through the line. We figured out she was working her way up the line by just, oh yeah, you want to take pictures? Oh yeah, I'm just going to go. 100 pictures, 100 requests for photos. <laughs> I don't know much about Kombucha Girl or if she has a follow-up video where she's trying something else. Oh, she, she does a bunch of stuff. It's not that entertaining Do you want to take a opinion. minute and talk about Kombucha in our life? Uh, we drink Kombucha. I drink a bottle of Kombucha today. We have a Kombucha vendor at the farmer's market that I was thankful for. You made Kombucha mm -hmm. for a while. Kombucha. I dabbled in making kombucha, and I made some damn fine kombucha. It is a time commitment that I decided I did not have time to commit to, so I gave my scobies away. And kombucha is fermented tea. You make black tea. You can also use green tea and other teas, but black tea is the one that I found made, worked the best. You ferment the black tea for a week in your closet with a SCOBY, which stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. But it does have a fermented taste to it. It's un now not we don't unlike make it. If, you, if you get a whiff of what your orange N juice now, smells like. Now we like. buy it from the farmer's market and the grocery store. You're, you're moving me along, aren't you? Yes. Okay. We like kombucha. It's a uh, the and you like the, to experiment because the, I mean you you baked bread for a hot second and people uh, bought uh, you bread bed bread books and if I get back into having a little bit of free time, I think bread is where I would go rather than kombucha since we got such a great guy that makes the kombucha for us. But the probiotics and the kombucha are bread, good for so. your digestive health and they're good for your gut health. And it scratches the itch of like needing a soda, like a carbonated beverage. I like sweet I like anything bubbly. that bubbles. So. Yeah. It's a, it was, a, you know, when we, we really got bit, when we got into it the most was that first time we did a, um, 21 day sugar fast, 30 day sugar fast, whatever mm -hmm. we did. And that was 21 day. That was a, if you have a low sugar kombucha, that was an option. You could, it was a good replacement for alcohol for beer because it bubbles. That was the reason we started. That was the main reason we, met, we started. We got to see kombucha girl. Did some, did did the girls take picture? No, I don't think they did. No, they I were... think they, that we might've, um, made them feel we might have made them feel stupid about it. Because I, it guess, the the idea, I guess the idea is, is that if you get a picture with Kombucha Girl and you tag Kombucha Girl in it, you might get more followers, which I kind of get that. I mean, if you're looking to increase the amount of people that are paying attention to your social media, whatever. Oh, no, I think it's just scratching the itch of narcissism that social media provides for us. Do you think that that's really what it is? Of because, course. Because what I think it is, is I think Let that every single person... Let me tell you how good my person... ACL experience was by all the famous people I met, and there aren't any, except that I did see Kombucha Girl. I also think, honestly, that everyone thinks that there's like someone's going to be their next ticket to their opportunity to be famous. Because if all it takes is someone going, "Eh, this tastes like toilet bowl," or whatever she says, uh -huh. if that's all it takes to get famous, then what's the thing I'm going to say or do that's going to make me famous? So then we got in finally with right. with Kombucha Girl, and we went straight to the Caliuchis. Caliuchi. Well, actually, we went straight to get water. We got our water because it was so hot. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? We shouldn't gloss past that. We were sweating our off in the We already line. said fuck. I think we can say buttholes or whatever we want to say this time. 
That's not what I was going to say. No, but I said it. We filled up our water and we went straight to Kali Uchi. I wasn't familiar with Kali Uchi, so you'll have to kind of fill us in there. I think that, uh, was that your pick or no, the girls' the girls. Pick? I don't, I have no Kali Uchi experience whatsoever. And we'll post a little bit of a performance on our Facebook page, but all that I can remember was that in that intense heat where we needed water before we could walk. She had like mesh over her whole face. Like she was wearing, um. With sequins and stuff on it. You know what? I don't think those people have any frigging clue what they're about to come into uh-uh. in October in Texas. And I think that they were warned. Because every single... But ignored it. Every single person From that the was stage. up there said, Fuck, it's hot in Texas. Wow. Wow, it's hot in Texas. That is two Ooh, Texas, you guys are fucking hot. That's three F I mean, well, it was a Billie Eilish day, so... After Kaliuchi, we met up with my friends. Right. And they said... Well, and we had already met your friends... Earlier in the day. Right. And they said, we have a spot because yeah. we want to see Billie Eilish. And then that night's headliner at the same stage is The Cure. We're making that choice. So we've created our little spot for the day. And I think that we will begin doing that ourselves in the future. Creating our spot for the day where we know we're going to kind of land. And then if the kids want to go off and do their own thing, they'll know where to find us. And we'll set up some times uh, that has to occur in order for the, the day to continue. Right. Because it was then and there that we told the girls, no, you can't go, A, apart from us during right. Billie Eilish, and B... We're staying well, here. you know what? I still, like, w- this has been a conversation about ACL. Like, uh-huh. after the two weekends were done, after it was all said and done. Oh, you're saying in the ether people are talking yes. about this? Okay. Yes. That they did not have the stages right for the right musicians. Yeah, you said that last week. Yes. Apparently Lizzo was a problem. Billie Eilish. There were too many people for the musicians that they put at that stage. And you've got this... It was the same stage that Uh was a problem all weekend. This happened with us several years ago with Iggy Azalea. Yeah, but she was at uh, that that, that T-Mobile. She was at that T-Mobile. It's a tiny little stage. It's a teeny tiny stage. But think about that. T-Mobile is in the middle where... There's plenty of room to expand. There's room to expand. That stage back there, there is no room to go. You are into the fences. You are into the porta-potties. You are in... There's just nowhere to go. And it was so packed. It didn't matter. Like, your zone or whatever didn't matter. There were people walking over us. You had gone away for a while, and we were sitting there. There, I mean, it was interesting. It's a situation where they book Iggy Azalea or Lizzo or Billie Eilish a year before the show. Yeah. Then in the course of that year... The, they come out in a big so movie. so fancy. Yeah. Iggy Azalea comes out, and now everyone wants to go see Iggy Azalea. Uh-huh. But they've got a contract with uh, everybody that says, this is your stage. Mm-hmm. If you become a larger act in the meantime, this will still be your stage. Because at the time we put, I'm going to make this up, Mumford and Sons on the stage where you probably should go. Uh-huh. That was the same uh, show. That was the same stage where we have seen many, many large acts. It's the second largest stage uh-huh. of the entire venue. Saw the Black Keys there the very first year we went. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And uh-huh. the Shins. I, that's where we've seen The Cure twice. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Depeche Mode. Okay, well, so regardless of the stage, regardless of the crowd, and I, and understanding, of course, that you're right. We were in the chair zone, but people didn't give a crap. They were walking through well, it, it wasn't, all, yeah, there pushing was no... to the front, and that's fine. How was the Billie Eilish show? It was it was okay. I mean, I, I Billie Eilish is entertaining. Mm-hmm. 
we weren't in the crowd enough to get the like vibe. the vibe of it. Right. I enjoyed it very much. It I, was, I it like was, her yeah. music a lot. Her music was great. She doesn't put on a very like exciting stage show though, does she? It's just two or three people up there and she's singing the songs. Yeah. She I mean It might have been more interesting at night. She had a pretty good multimedia presentation, but it was it was still yeah. daytime. I, I mean, I just don't think that she's that, I'm not, I don't think I'm that much of a fan of hers. I think her music is good. I think she's very talented. Yeah. I think she did the best that she could. I think that there was a lot of teenage girls that were ecstatic to be hanging out, seeing Billie Eilish. It, it definitely wasn't in one of the top shows I've ever seen. Then it was just a, it was just a concert where I got to see Billie Eilish. Before. My friends said, now y'all are leaving. You're not going to stay for the cure. This is the essential I mentioned this last week. My favorite band of all time is The Cure. So if I'm not going to go see The Cure at a festival like this, it better be a great act that I'm not going to see The Cure for. Or I must I must love my family enough to say, I'm going to stick with the rest of the crew. Well, it was for the show that the 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 show of the weekend. And we had decided to go see Childish Gambino. It was it was the show I went to ACL for. It was my daughter's mo- she was the most excited. I think the boys were most excited and I know that you were excited. It was my show. You and I have a conference over in the like in the back and we say this Childish Gambino thing we're going to have to figure out a way to let these girls go off and do their own thing. So I point at the no chair. Uh-huh. The girls are with us. I go this pole right here, we're going to sit right by this pole. When as soon as the show is over with, you come right back to this pole. For two reasons. Number one, we're going to reconnect. ASAP. Number two, Joe's not going to wait very long before he sprints back across the entire festival to go see the last 30 minutes of the, the Cure. So we sit down. Mm-hmm. The girls throw you all their water bottles. Well, right. Because <laughs> that, that was the time when we told them, you have been dying to be free. You have argued with us about being free. Go be free. It was like that, like in a cartoon when the when the shape of the smoke is in their shape <laughs> and then they're gone and the smoke dissipates. Yeah. They're like, they were like, we got to go. Gone. They were gone. And they, you know, went way up there in the front. Mm-hmm. And then we hung out. It was, that was exactly the way you want I needed to happen time. every single time. Explain. What do you I'm mean? I'm going to literally sit uh-huh. by the, next to this spot. I'm not with, sitting in a crowd of people that are crushing me. It was uh, nice ev- and open. Everyone sit, everyone is sitting. Everyone is comfortable. We start chatting with the people next start to us. Start making friends. We start chatting over here. We start chatting over here. Come to find out one person we were with, we, we were chatting with them and then this other person walks up and apparently you had met them earlier and so there was this like weird synergistic moment that where we had fun. met. I forgot about that. It's like that moment because I was just chit-chatting. It was, like, it was with... as if we were supposed to meet uh-huh. those people I... for some reason. We literally sat in that comfortable place. Mm-hmm. The sun was going down. The weather this... was cooling off, you know, two yep. degrees, but it meant the world. Until the stage starts rising to the left, not the stage, but all the way back in like the sound booth, like really close to us as a matter of fact. He made Childish Gambino made his his entrance not from side stage, but from the middle of the crowd. Yeah. Came up and everybody, and at that point, everyone figured out what was going on. Uh Everybody stood up Uh and then we just moved self, moved forward. And then we started doing our thing where we snaked to the front. And, and we got, until you've, and, you know, and until it was perfect. I had plenty of room to dance mm-hmm. and you can't even, first of all, Childish Gambino is one of the best performances. Certainly, certainly the best hip hop performances I have ever seen. I'm going to concur. I freaking danced my ass off. I had so much fun. And the way, if you've ever watched Guava Island, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. It's a short film that he put out. 
you you know what I'm talking about. The way that he moves, the way that if you've seen the um, this is America video, if the way that he moves, the way that he dances, you are not afraid. Everyone is not afraid to just rock it. So he rises up and he has on and I'm, I keep saying the whole time, like, I don't know why I was obsessed with it, but he had on white linen pants with like reflectors down the side. And I just kept saying, he has on white linen pants. I love his white linen pants. I was like in love with the whole show. I was in love with Childish Gambino. Do I was in love with Donald Glover that day. It happened. I fell in love. I don't know who would kidding. have went to that show and thought that it wasn't good. I don't care if you like hip-hop, don't like hip-hop. I don't care if you were drugged there or went through voluntarily. I, I can tell you the kind of people that would have liked it. He is a performer. He I mean, he's just a performer, and he performed, and it, it was incredible. And I know that the songs that you probably know listening, Childish Gambino songs, and those were the best songs. Those are the ones that got the crowd moving. Stay woke. Yeah. It, it was so good. It was so good. Those are the kind of people that wouldn't have liked it. The, people that, the people that don't like his politics. Because his politics are loud. Are they? Yep. Shall we go into them? No, we don't have to. Okay. I mean, so the, but, 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 made, but I'll just say this. I've made my, Stay woke. I've made my perception. Oh, I see. The politics in This Is America. Yeah, of course. Oh, I yeah. Mean, those, are, those are loud. I have literally been told recently, I can't believe you like that guy. His, his liberal propaganda. Oh. He's, he's all he's, about, it's, that's all about liberal propaganda. He sings like, and dances dude, he's so, so good. fucking awesome. Oh, wow, you, you are, that's four or five Fs. Well, this was my day. This is worth this it. This was my, this was my day. Yeah. I mean, it was, so, I had so much fun at that. Con I, oh, man. It was good. He's performing for you. He is putting on a show. He's not just singing his music. He is performing. He is he said at, the, he's acting after he did the rise up in the middle of the crowd at the first show and then came back down and went to the thing. He said, hey, you know, we're, he said, I have two rules tonight. The first is that we are going to have an experience. The he, he even the, he even made it like th like this is like church. This is like, ours. Yeah. Tonight, what we do is going to be ours. So rule number two, put those phones down. And I have read articles about artists who say that they do he, not he, like he, he, they he, don't he, like the he phones. made his own rule not work. Well, yeah, but then you know he said why? later on... He made on, his own rule not work? Because it was so good you needed to videotape something? No, because he freaking got down there and started taking people's cameras well, from them and, this, like, videoing himself. Well, before and This then, Is like, America, he said, okay, and, uh, you've, if you need to pull your phone out, do it now, and then This Is America. And I think I, you pulled your phone out at that point and did... Because oh. there, there was a mosh pit that opened up, a pit that opened mm -hmm. up right, like, five feet away from us. It was perfect, We'll too. put that up on Facebook. It was perfect. So Childish Gambino ended... And we went back to where we, because we had snaked our way up to the front. And he played every song you wanted him to play. True. The girls were there. And then we collected ourselves and ran across the entire park to see my favorite band of all time. With you, you know, you and I have seen them together before, but it was raining. And it was that year that it, if you, if you've been to ACL and you went the year that it flooded out the mm -hmm. Sunday, it was that year. It rained so hard. We were walking with water like practically up to our knees in that mm. mile walk back to our parking lot. But when it comes to my music, meaning the music I grew up on, my daughter has adopted The Cure to a small degree, and I really wanted to share that with her. Now, we get over to The Cure, and we went up that right-hand side, and we snaked our way up the side, and then and we into were in, it, and we got the best seats that yeah, we could have we probably were in ever like gotten. Any, it was perfect. It, that's the same stage we're talking about for Where Billie, Billie Eilish, Eilish and Tame Impala. Right. You know, and it so given the right size of crowd, right, it can be perfect. It was perfect. Your daughter plopped down on the ground because she was she had busted her ankle. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the last six songs, the songs we were there for, 
were the best the best part of the show. Yeah. I will give up seeing my favorite band to go see Childish Gambino, which was incredible. And I don't know if you'll ever have the opportunity to see him because he has announced since then that he is done performing the Childish yep. Gambino second character. Weekend, second weekend was his last show, is what he says. And then I go see the, the best 35 minutes of my favorite band. And the first song they play was Caterpillar, which right. is the song I used to sing as a lullaby to my very daughter, yeah. who is now with me at the show. That's pretty and cool. And she turned around to me and she said, Dad! And we got to have that moment. And it was beautiful. It was oh, you're going to make me cry. Caterpillar. Of course, they ended with Boys Don't Cry because yeah. that's the song that and they And you, said, they you literally said that. You're like, they're going to end with Boys Don't Cry. Right. And then boom, there it goes. Yeah. But then they also played my favorite Cure song of all time, Close to Me. I got to hear that. It was a perfect ACL day. It was a perfect ACL day, except for two things. What? Number one, during Childish Gambino... And the girls off on their own and the dancing and jumping and moshing and bouncing that I'm sure that they did. Your daughter aggravated her, her foot. Yeah. Her, her left, she, she broke her left ankle a few years ago and it has always been a little bit of a challenge and she's, you know, it was in, it was, it was really swollen. Then number two, we're headed over to the merch tent because I have already decided once I learned that she was not a hundred percent. And after that heat and knowing that we're all exhausted again, that we're probably, I don't think it's a good idea for us to come back tomorrow. I think that we need to just take a chill day and, and head on home. So you decided that before you even got up the next morning. Yeah, I was 80%. You're so conniving. I was, am I? <laughs> More parental and, you know, making sure that everyone's okay. And then we reconnect with my friends, our friends, uh-huh. and uh, they want to go because they know, we already told them no matter what, we're going, we're going out to, to some eat, kind of midnight we gotta meal. Eat something. That's yeah. what we do. So, so as we get, we end up walking back and, and, and it's funny because we go to start walking back and then a pedicab comes around and, and I got to be honest with you, those pedicabs have started to become kind of like jackasses. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking obnoxious, man. They were jerks. Wow. They, they were though. Like the, I'd never had that feeling before where they were like, get out of my way. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're, I'm on the freaking sidewalk. You get out of my way. Well, we, you know? well and, okay. Because she, she was limping. I yeah, mean, so she, she was limping. We knew we so had to walk a, a mile with this. A pedicab comes around yeah. and, and, and we're like, oh, okay, well we'll, we'll jump in. And they're like $35 a person. 25. 20, was it $25? Yeah, that was $150 to get us back. Uh, no, we said we'll walk. So Joe, the good yeah. stepdad. Say it again. The good stepdad. Thank you. There's going to be more good stepdad stories, okay. by the way. But the good stepdad says, here, let me let me give you a little piggyback ride. I'll go as far as I can. Keep in mind, I'm freaking tired also. And also keep in mind, he's 47 years old. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so we take that mile walk back as quickly as we can. I handed you my cane. We're wandering with our friends. I you, hand, know? You, kind you, of, you took my walker. And, and yeah, well, I mean, I needed it because it was a real, I was tired too. You know, our feet were freaking like plastered, uh-huh. whatever. So we get back there. Day two of blisters. Yeah. We get back to the cars. <laughs> bl- blistered feet. Uh-huh. The shoes that I wore. No, I wore my Burks. That's right. No, so I ended up wearing, I ended up switching to the yeah. shoes that I had bought for ACL a few years ago. And those, right. have been, those are the ACL shoes. That was helpful. I begin to wonder, how did those people that go all dressed up and do they just do so many drugs and drink so much that they don't know how bad they're in pain? Because, I mean, there were people there that are like, like, I'm wearing comfortable shoes that I'm not, I'm not, and, and, and I've got blisters and I'm exhausted. How do they do it? And I think I'm cute. Like, I'm not like... You don't go looking like a sack of potatoes. I don't have my new, I don't have don't my new balances a, on. You don't have and a full my... face of makeup and, and hairspray. 
Yeah, and like boots with heels. That is part of ACL, and it was that it very first a... year. You fell in love with a girl across the field that had on those moccasins to the point to where you needed to buy the same moccasins. She was cute. She had moccasins that were that were almost to her knees, mm-hmm. and she had little tiny shorts on, mm-hmm. and she had long, pretty, like Pocahontas you hair. You still remember that. And she had on a, a felt hat. And she, she danced, and she swayed, and she moved. And I was like, I just like sat I, there and watched her. I don't think it her. took you 365 days to find those moccasins and get them <laughs> yourself. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So so we get back. We end up all piling in yeah. to my car, and we head over to 24 Diner. 24 Diner is going to be our late-night stop of this evening. You ordered two adult entrees. Well, sometimes I have to eat a lot. And that, I mean, you and have we to had think burned about, a bunch of calories yeah. that day, and all we had was a popsicle there. Yeah. So I ate a um, bacon and cheese hash that actually had two fried eggs on top of it, which I don't think I realized it was going to have no, you two didn't fried eggs you on top two of it. You full entrees. Yeah. You thought so, you ordered a side, and then two huge amounts of food came And out. then the side that I, the other thing that I had was um, a goat cheese and tomato frittata. I will tell you what I'll order the next time. Go ahead. The hash. With the, ha- the, with the bacon and the cheese and the two fried eggs. The on hash top. worked out? It was really, really good. I, I have been in love with that place for a long time. Well, I want like, to talk about our history there, but I ordered the like all-American breakfast kind of thing, except that they've got the most amazing vegetarian sausage. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, Go ahead. Well, um, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, back before you. Pre-me. Yeah. I used to uh, have a friend that I'd go to Austin with kind of fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. And we went up to Austin. Gosh, you and I haven't done this. And, and it's probably right that we haven't because it's gotten it, Austin in the last 10 years, in the last 20 years, Austin has changed so much. It's not the same that it used to be. But 10 years ago, I was going up South by Southwest weekend, not to South by Southwest because that's like $3,000 a ticket to get in to see that stuff. But it's such a huge weekend that every place, every restaurant, every bar has music that you want to hear, like bands you want to hear. South by Southwest spills out all over Austin. You don't have to go to the actual event to enjoy right, it. Right, right. And not only that, but it's two weekends, seven days, seven weekdays. So there's just stuff going on the whole time. So I went up there with an, an old friend and that was a weekend that we discovered 24 Diner. And I had what you're talking about, the vegetarian sausage, which, but also what I was going to tell you was that that's the first weekend that I had ever been to Threadgills, which we'll talk about later on. Basically, when we go back to Austin, I've taken you to all of the places that I have been introduced to. And you've taken me to some of the places you've been introduced to. That's kind of the fun of Austin, but it's different than well, it used to be. Well, I mean, talk, it used to be... Let's talk about the first time we went to 24 Diner, which may have been that first ACL in 2012. You took me to 24 Diner. Yes, yes. And I was learning the way that you eat, and I was learning yeah. eating local. I had not known that. And I, and I, and I believe for the most part, I was eating vegetarian, especially in Austin, because you have the ability. There's so many options. Yeah. So like you said, that vegetarian sausage. So 24 Diner was the first restaurant that I ever went to where I saw up on the board, up on the wall, they still have it there that says, here's where we're locally sourcing this, 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 and this. And it's like, these are the names of the farms. This is where you can find them. Our vegetables come from these farms. I, that's a, that was a new concept to me back in 2012. And now it's a very, it's part of our lifestyle. Right. That was such a great kind of like landmark trip that was the application of what you were talking about in a city that didn't do anything like it. It's very difficult to get your mind around it was these still concepts. Fairly, it was still fairly new in Austin, So too, we though. see it in Austin, and we have gone back to 24 Diner many, many times. And 24 I think, Diner is open 24 hours a day. I think pretty much the friend that we were with, she likes to go there, too. My favorite conversation of the whole day, day two of ACL, happened at 24 Diner. I don't know if it was my favorite conversation, but there was another conversation that happened, I think, separate than the one you're talking about. 
at that table that I thought was interesting too. Do you want to come back to that? No, no, I want you to go first. Understand that the two friends that we met up with, both female, one of them is one of my best friends in the world. Yeah. The other friend you had never met before. Right. And I hadn't seen in a decade. We caught up and she asked me, and I'm going to get into territory now that's a little painful. Joe, when did you lose all your hair? <laughs> and so I, at that point, I was like, all the filters are down. The kids are watching all of this. Well, but interestingly enough, we were at like this big picnic table that has like a break in between it. Right. So like if you were two, di- it's almost like two different tables. Two four tops. Right no, like a six top and a four top. Okay. And the kids were like all crammed onto this little four top and they were just talking. Mm-hmm. And so they were... Side, they'll, they'll listen when it's something they want to listen to. Let's if something interesting way. happens, though. Right, right. Otherwise, they're but probably talking we about having, Childish Gambino. Yeah, we were having our own conversation over here. And I told her the story of me losing my hair. And it happened when I was in grad school. No, between... I went to law school for a short period of time and then decided that wasn't for me. And there was a period of time where I was working at a bank just killing time until grad school started. I got my MBA. And in that time, I owned a Honda Accord with a sun, a moonroof. And I was on my way to, to the bank, and I looked in the rearview mirror, as you will when you drive, but I had to do a double take because the sun was just beaming straight down onto my head, and I saw that I had a lot of empty space. You were balding. Where, where hair should be. And I immediately pulled over and said, what is going on? And I went straight to the drugstore before I was late to work to buy Rogaine. And I... They're not sponsoring us, nor do I ever expect that they will. No, I don't want them to because <laughs> it's a stupid, stupid product, which I'll get into. I was watching Downton Abbey the other day. Uh-huh. And back in the 1920s, they were he was literally painting brown stuff on his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's kind of the same. It, it, oh, yeah. Now they just have like the little powder. They have so many things because this is a real thing that men do not want to. Well, thankfully, when I came into your life. Well, let's get there. Let's we'll, we'll tell the whole story of my baldness. Because when you the met me, yeah, I had, I had hair. Uh, you did not have hair. You, you had about as much hair as you have on your head today. Okay. So it, I, it might be time to shave your head. Thank you. So I used Rogaine for a bit of time. And I, I kind of quickly came to the concept that I was losing my hair. And Rogaine is the drops. It's drops that you put on your physical scalp. And Rogaine does, and it says that it grows hair, but Rogaine more than anything just keeps you from losing what you have. It was such a mess and such a pain that I said, no, I'm not doing that. And then a doctor cousin of mine, I ran into at some kind of family reunion. He's like, hey, what's going on with your hair? I was like, I'm losing it. He goes, have you tried Rogaine? Yes, I'm not going to do that anymore. Have you tried Propecia? There's a pill that you take. The reason why you're balding is because you've got too much testosterone. Your your testosterone and your estrogen are, are out of whack. And so what Propecia is, is extra estrogen to get that balance correct. Ugh. Now, one of the side effects of Propecia, and there are many. Is so you're going to grow boobs? No, is that <laughs> you could. That's why you have boobs. It's that you could have. <laughs> baby, you got boobs enough for both of us. It's that you could lose your ability in the manly department. Oh, God. Do I need well, to go? Yeah, why would, why, why would any man you, want that? You could. You may not. Yeah, why would you could? I have a friend. You could have diarrhea. Why would I want to take something that might give me diarrhea? Because I would take it, and if I get diarrhea, at that point, I'll choose not to take it any longer. So did you take it? I took it. Oh, my God. That was definitely pre-AC. It was. So I had that problem. 
Oh my God. <laughs> you get to make the choice. What's more important, up top or down below? Duh. I threw the pills away. I decided that that wasn't going to be a thing that I did. And then I did that slow cutting it shorter, cutting it shorter, cutting it shorter, cutting it shorter. And then I met you. And I think you were trying to tell this part a little earlier. Yeah. Well, when I met you, not only did I give you seven years to your life because I'm seven years younger than you. Okay. And that just give you know, that just gives a man a little bit more life. He's, I'll, I'll meet you where you are. Okay. Right. He'll meet me. But I think I gave you 10 years back to your life because I think that you look younger now than you did when I met you. I needed a style overhaul. So you just have this like fuzz around the back of your head. I think I... It's like blonde fuzz. Yeah. I have the classic horseshoe pattern. And then you you didn't have a... You, you had a little bit of facial hair. I had a Van Dyke. Uh, but not... you're blonde. No, no, no. You didn't... Ha- no, you had... Yeah, but you had a little bit more than that. Like you, like, or maybe it's just because you'd get lazy. Yeah, and you'd kind of just like let the Don Johnson blonde like stuff come in. And I was like, man, you need to bick that shit. Yeah, you said those words, and you were like, what does that mean? What do you mean bick it? I don't even know what that. What does that mean? I said. So literally, take a bick razor and shave Shave, your head. Shave it to skin. Shave your head. He's like, yeah, and I and I and I. I'm very attracted. Clearly, I'm very attracted so. to bald men. I, I think bald so. men are very sexy. Yeah, I know. You like your Vin Diesel. I mean, you know, you're no Vin Diesel, but well, I like bald men. I'm a dead ringer. <laughs> so, and then on top of that, I was like, you should grow out your facial hair. You know, I mean, grow some hair. Yep. So now he's got this fantastic beard that he gets compliments on Thank all you. of the time uh, and then and like, i own that beard like that's my beard your beard your bald head and we can move on but i will say this when i talk to my daughter but also you're you're like if we're going to talk about the, the 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 style change we don't need just to like the go. whole thing i was like do not wear pleated pants yeah. throw those <laughs> throw those fucking pleated plant pants away you know what i think you might have to name this episode like f star 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 it's the f show <laughs> Anyways, throw those fucking pleated pants away. Never wear them again. Right. Well, and I, now he's like super cool. I took all of your... 47-year-old uh, dude. Now I'm getting embarrassed. But I took all of your advice and uh, my daughter, she'll say, uh, I'm about to trim my beard. And she'll say, no, 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 not too much, not too much. I said, if I could grow my hair back, if I could take a pill or whatever. She barely would, even remembers. Would you want me to? She said, no, you look exactly the way that you're supposed to look right now. So yeah. that, your, this is, your this opinion, is Joe the kids, are, thank you, your opinion, the kid's opinion. <laughs> but I had to recount the entire story. And I just, I li- kind of like telling that story because I love, I love who I am and I love the way I look. And so, I think you look great. Thank you. And so I, uh, I like telling that story to an old friend. I like your blue eyes An too. old friend that was close enough to be able to say, say, you know, we're not going to pussyfoot around this thing. Tell me exactly. So what happened to your hair? What happened to your hair? <laughs> like it was a choice. Right. Anyway, if you're wearing a toupee of any kind, if you're messing around with Rogaine and it's not really giving you the uh, effects that you that you want, if you've lost your boner because you're taking Propecia, and that's a technical term, then stop all of it. Boner shave, is a technical term? Shave your head and... Bick that shit. Bick that shit. Bake that shit. What was your favorite conversation? Well, in the midst of all of that, we started talking a little bit more about us getting married, which has been yeah. an ongoing conversation. We're talking about it. And I think that, you know, could happen. It looks like it's going to happen fairly soon. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. I said, after we'd been talking to my parents, because we'd talked about doing it out at the farm with my parents, mm-hmm. 
And then one day my mom said, I think this was the night we were all at the oyster dinner. We were talking about the oysters not too many episodes ago. My mom said, why don't you just, why don't we just all go to Vegas? You know, I've mentioned that before. Let's go to Vegas, you know, whatever. Well, anyways, I thought, gosh, we can't do that without talking to the kids. So I lean over to Cortland. This is at the other table. And I say, this is that 24 diner. Yeah. Okay. And so, and well, and everybody, it, it was, it, at some point it was a part of the conversation because it's, we started talking about it. Oh yeah. Is that going to happen? And Christine had brought it up earlier in the day when we were talking, when you weren't around. So we had talked about it. Christine and you have known each other long enough. Christine has been, Christine has known me since the beginning. Yeah. What I thought was interesting because the whole time I said, oh, the kids don't care. The kids won't care. And I said to Cortland, Cortland, think about it. I'm just, we're just going to go get it done. Like, we're just going to, what if we just go to Vegas and get married? You know, and then if we want to do something later with y'all, we can. And he was like, he goes, as Cortland would. Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. And then he goes, well, I, I think I might be a little sad. And I thought that was really funny. Just, that's just the Cortland, you know. Of but, all of our conversations that day, that little interaction with your son where he got honest with you was your favorite single one. My kids, but my son, and you know this, and anybody, and you know what? I, I expect that if you ask mothers about their sons, that there's just always this little thing about your son. My, that kid talks to me. He's been talking to me. He's, he's, my, he's my best friend. When, like, he, when he gets honest with you, you, want that, you pay attention to that one. I love him. Yeah. That's not fair because I love little, I mean, I love both of them, but Cortland talks to me. Cortland is like me. We have this, we have the same kind of like stubborn, compassionate personality. He's like that. And I think that that's always been an interesting thing to talk. So having that one little blip of conversation and I can imagine, I mean, I mean, I guess if we asked the kids in the house about how a son feels about Cortland, like that, maybe they think I favorite him a little bit. Do you? No. Cortland, I heard you say earlier that you'll have similar personalities. Well, and not only and that, I, but on, the, 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 the interesting thing about Cortland. Well, first of all, I was 20. I was 20 when I found out I was pregnant with Cortland. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't married to his dad and there was no plans. And then we ended up getting married, which was exactly what needed to happen. But then I had such a hard time with my pregnancy with Cortland. Mm -hmm. And he was born in premature. Right. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Go ahead. I'm hoping to get some good tears here, please. <laughs> Do you love him? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he's so special. Right. And so anytime my son says to me, when we're talking about marriage, you know, that means a lot. And it doesn't change the fact that, you know, I expect that we're probably just going to get do something simple, get it done. That w that when it comes time for us to do something bigger and more special, yeah. that it's important to them. And, th and that and there was just something about that that meant a lot to me. Yeah. My hair meant a lot to me. <laughs> My, my hair. She brought it up in front of everybody. <laughs> she brought it up. We went home. We went to sleep. We got up. I said, we're not going to do day three. No one really cared. And we said, let's go get ourselves some freaking great food. And we went to Threadgills. Let's make this quick because this is a long episode. Yeah. And that, I, what, what freaked me out about it was I'd never been to that Threadgills before. I, that I, the location? Only one, yeah. The only one I ever knew of was the one that was close to where Zilker Park was. Right. And that's well, where it, I had seen shows. And I didn't and, realize it had closed down. We, you and I have eaten there together. It, it is closed, but we still wanted to go to Threadgills to get that kind of good home, home cooking. Easy home cooking. Let's not get breakfast. Nobody's going to argue with us. If you want, no, if you want breakfast, you can eat breakfast. Right. Now, Threadgills is known for its 
it's, Home it's, cooking. it's an Austin institution. Yeah. And they love, they always have live music there. So there was live music there at noon when we showed up. And they had an, like a and it buffet, was like, and a breakfast buffet, a brunch buffet. It was like gospel do. music too. Yeah. The interesting thing about this place being, it, it's loud. We're Texas, we're Austin. Mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, the capital of Texas is Austin. We're very Texan here. Live music capital of the world. Gospel music. Oh, yeah. But the thing about it is, is that Austin is very different than what Austin used to be. Yeah, you said that earlier. Well, even before then, like when I was a teenager going back to Austin, Austin, aside from the university, because my daddy's an Aggie, and if you went to UT, that was for hippies and liberals and something like that. They're communist hippie liberals, you know, whatever. But Austin wasn't exactly known for that. The thing that I noticed about that restaurant, yeah, it was all old white people. <laughs> the entire restaurant, except for us, and a few like babies that were with like church family, yeah. were all old white people. That's funny. And that kind of made me feel like I'm getting to I this point. I didn't know when paying attention. I'm getting to this point in my life where I, it upsets me. When I'm, when I'm sitting in a room full of nothing but white people. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do you remember that we went to a dinner, a, a luncheon where your son spoke? Yeah. And what did I say when I walked away from that? All old white men. Yeah. Yeah. You're not blaming Threadgills for anything. I don't know who you blame for that. It's that no one else wants to eat that kind of food except old white people and well, let's us. Let's talk about the food. They had a uh, brunch buffet, which I think the girls got because they... Ate breakfast again, and I went to. Th- I went saying to myself, "I don't order this ever, but I'm ordering it." And then, of course, my son ordered the exact same thing. Oh, and I would have given anything to eat that. Like chicken, that is the Texan in me, right chicken there. Chicken fried steak. Threadgills is known for their chicken fried steak. I got mm. on the side. I got some squash and cheese casserole, which I have since come home and tried to duplicate with a copycat recipe to not as. That good. wasn't even remotely close, by the way. You you shut up. It was and womp womp. I'm gonna try that again. I know exactly what. <laughs> I did wrong and then, they probably put breadcrumbs in it well i there there were breadcrumbs we'll save that for a future episode but <laughs> theirs was fantastic and i also got fried okra did you damn i, I, I can't eat fried okra either I right think now that i did i'm sorry and what did you order did you okay, my question was how was the gravy on the the chicken fried steak it was fine it was fine because when they brought i, I ordered a meatloaf right because i mean i don't get to eat meatloaf and it's hilarious. Like when you make a loaf of meat at the house, it just doesn't get eat. Like people don't eat the meatloaf enough to like, right. I'm the only one that wants meatloaf. So having meatloaf out at a restaurant. When but you then make it had, a loaf of meat Right. The that's house. the thing. You made a loaf. Not picking on you. I ordered a loaf of meat. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I ordered mashed potatoes to go on the side of it. Right. And black eyed peas. Because uh-huh. black eyed peas is one of my favorite things. Sure. I was really disappointed with the black eyed peas. I mean, come on, Threadgills. Home cooking. Texas, you better have some good black eyed peas. What was wrong with Maybe them? that's why we were the only white, why, why it was only white people in the place because <laughs> they can't even make good black eyed peas. What was wrong with the black eyed peas? Kidding. They just didn't have any flavor. Okay. How much some salt good can you black add? Black eyed peas. I had mashed potatoes that had brown gravy on them. No good. When it came to the table, my prejudice went, ugh, brown gravy. I should have told them I wanted the cream gravy. Yeah. The fucking brown God. gravy was so that's good. What's wrong with you tonight? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's important. Yeah. It's become, it's, it's the word. It's the word. No, seriously though, that brown gravy was really, really good. The mashed potatoes were excellent. That was my favorite part. We hugged off on Hunter. Yep. He, he said goodbye. And then he was actually going to go visit a friend that was the valedictorian of his graduating class. Of high school. Which I thought that was really cool. I thought it was great. I, I mean, like, really? Okay. He goes to, because he goes to UT. So let's go visit. Let me, or he. Uh, I'm in Austin. He, my friend is in UT. Let me go onto the campus wearing my A&M t-shirt. Yep. He said he wished he hadn't done that. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, wear, wearing his Aggie t-shirt. He was wearing his Aggie t-shirt on oh, the YouTube yeah. campus and he got a lot of stink eye. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. What, do you, what do you expect? Uh-huh. And then we decide we're going to go eat at Prohibition Creamery. Tell everybody what Prohibition Creamery is and why we decided to go. It's, it's like a boozy ice cream kind of place. I mean, it's a bar that makes ice cream also. For, they have uh, milkshakes that you can make with alcoholic ice cream. They have they have normal ice cream ice, too. Yeah, they they have a I what got, do they call it non-alcoholic ice cream. Right, and then the boozy they call it the boozy ice boozy cream. Boozy ice cream, and I had chocolate brownie with whiskey in it. Whisk whiskey ice cream. Oh, it was so good. I actually had it was red velvet cake with cream cheese Bite, icing yeah. bites like in chunks, it yeah. chunks in it. It was so freaking good. Yeah, and it, uh, it, rather than alcohol, it had CBD oil in it. That's apparently. There was, it was no, called. There was no alcohol in your ice cream. Mm-mm. Oh, and it was called Afternoon Delight. How was and it? it apparently had CBD Would in it. Would you get it again? It was. No, I liked the ice cream. Yeah. I think that everybody that goes to Austin should take a chance at least once and go to Prohibition to Creamery. Oh, I completely agree. If you ever visit Austin, we have given you a primer in great restaurants to go to. Places From to go. last week and this week, and in Prohibition Creamery. I'd, lo- I'd love to go get um, Voodoo Donuts the next time. So day two, and then we'll throw day three into it. Kirby Lane, we had for breakfast. Then we went to 24 Diner for our midnight dinner. And the next morning, we went to Threadgills for brunch. Make a perfect Probably. meal from everything that you had. How about that? Uh, okay. Uh, Kirby Lane queso with 24 diner hash uh-huh. with some afternoon delight ice cream for dessert. Okay. Uh, mine is Threadgill's hands down. It was the chicken fried steak. And I hope that we <sighs> turn good. that into a thing that we do and we'll take some multicultural friends with us next time we go. Oh my God. <laughs> we will go back to our regular form out next week, but we just had to talk about ACL. So I guess the real question is, are we going to play table topics? We have to make it quick. Okay. Uh, Table Topics is a game we play at the end of every episode where I pull a card from a box of cards. These are conversation starters, and we have not rehearsed, or you don't even know what question I'm about to ask you. What would you like to be famous for someday? What would I like to be famous for? I, I don't know if famous is the right word, but the thing that I have always said is that I want to have the ability to be welcomed, invited, and paid to speak publicly all around the world about health and healthy lifestyle and leading your life in a way that is most healthy for you, depending on different, you know, things that you might have dealt with, with PTSD and, you know, things like that. I I don't know if that's what you might be famous for. I want to, I want to be well-known enough, so famous enough to be paid to come and speak for the things that I think are important to me to speak about. My answer is simple. Dinner table talks. You want to be famous for dinner table talks? We will be. You know what? I think you're right. Tickets go on sale next week for ACL early bird tickets. And we think that if you live near enough to go, and it makes sense, that you should put this in your life if only one time. Or if you've ever wanted to just come to Texas, or you've ever wanted to visit Austin then you should plan now. You should get your hotel or your Airbnb or whatever you want to do. Get it now. First two weekends of, of October 2020. And you should come. No matter what, no matter who's playing. Yeah. Austin is a fun weekend on ACL. All right. The dinner table is closed. We will see you next week where we return to our original and normal format. And we can't wait to talk to you. About all that's happened at our dinner table last week. Woo woo. See ya.
Hey, thank you again for joining us at our dinner table. If we said during this last episode that we'd share something with you, you can find it at our Dinner Table Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, it's dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com for all of the latest information and send us an email there at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We so look forward to hearing from you. See you next week. So I guess the real question is, are we going to play table topics? Yeah, but I have to go poop. So can we hurry? <laughs> I'm not kidding. What is wrong with you? 